Hello, Lisa Sinclair. Hi, 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 Claire Isaac. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm alright. Can't complain. Mustn't grumble. Mustn't grumble. What's um What's this podcast called then? This is called Playing Devil's Avocado. Oh, I see. You see what it is? I follow. Uh, for ladies and men. Yes. Mostly ladies. Yes. And uh, women. Okay. <laughs> all right. Ladies and women. Alrighty. Um, we are the hosts. Yes. This is episode um, eight. Of series season. three, Gosh. season three. Is it really? Mm. Amazing. And on today's podcast, we're mm. going to be talking about. Well, you know, mm. we can't avoid it. It's the elephant in the room. It is. Harry and Meghan. H and M. We're also going to talk about um, why we can't help eating fat. No, sugar. I like this. And I don't it's mean not us. my fault. It's not our fault. You do. You mean me, particularly. <laughs> oh, I know what I forgot to say. We're going to talk about Caitlin Moran. Wasn't that Culture Club? Oh, yeah, I suppose so. So, Culture Club. Yeah. <laughs> Beauty Spot, we're going to do and some big Beauty questions. Spot. Beauty Spot. Including, how old is your oldest appliance? Are we doing that? Mm. Okay. Well, let's that. Yeah. All right. That was part of the big question. That's good. Exciting. We haven't actually had a conversation about it pre. No. Yeah. Um, so, let's go. Go on, do it. All right, let's talk about Harry and Meghan. Oh, all right. I've got these little snacks that I can't eat. Oh, it's well, annoying. you need to talk about that in Snack Attack. I know. All right, we'll do uh, Snack Attack. Okay. Oh. I forgot Snack Attack, Snack mm-hmm. Attack. Look, should we just do the elevator pitch on Harry and Meghan? Yeah. Because it's just been everywhere, talked mm-hmm. about ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts go. My thoughts are I'm very conflicted. Mm. I Half the time I go... Oh, gosh, poor things. And the rest of the time mm. I go, oh, shut up. Mm. So I think I land somewhere in the middle. Yes, you're on the fence. Things. Yes. I feel like I do not believe for one second that she didn't know what she was getting into with the royal family. But no, nowhere do I feel that there's an excuse for any kind of racism or any no. kind of um, un- no help when yes. someone is suffering. Ignoring so, a plea for help. So those two things are firmly, you know, in her, on her side. I just feel like um, she must have known what she was getting into. Harry's a bit of a wet blanket. I can't really work out whether I even like them or not. Not that it has anything to do with whether or not Mm. they're right or wrong. Um, It was astonishing TV. It was. It was mind-blowing. I was trying really hard not to get caught up in it, even Mm. though I knew I would. It was so schlocky, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Even the trailers trailers were like... A maths dinner party trailer. Mm, so much. Or like you expect to have those master chef explosions in the middle. I mean, you know, like she's not the warmest person Mm. and and so Although her friends say she is. Mm. Like her friends. But like she doesn't come across as particularly no. warm. And so I think it's because she's she just tries very hard to say what she wants to say. She's very she measured. tries to be very measured and mm. stuff, and I think that might backfire on her a little bit. Yeah. So much. Do you backfiring. think it felt authentic? Oh, I'm so sick of that word. Sorry. Mm. I mean, living their authentic lives. I think the other thing is, is that that's not Harry's authentic life. No. You know, him having chickens in the back garden and and walking on the beach. That's not what he's used to. No. So when he's saying now we're living authentically, it's like you're not. Your authentic life is to live in a palace and have someone come and you know put toothpaste on your toothbrush. Well, I think that's a really good point because um, I feel that a lot of what's happened here is actually a lifestyle choice. Yes. And that she came, she said, I grew up in LA with, um, you know, celebrities everywhere. Yeah. So for her, an aspirational lifestyle is an amazing house in, you know, Santa Monica or something. Yeah. And then she goes to the UK. Palaces are drafty, old, (laughs) 
you know, they take pride in how their rugs are thre- threadbare, posh yeah. people. Yeah. You know, it would have terrible plumbing. The bathrooms would be horrible. <laughs> you wouldn't have en suites. Yeah. Um, they'd be freezing. England is cold and rainy and depressing a lot of the time. And you can't even compare that to a life in California where it's sunny all year round and you've got... You can't compare no. what it feels like to live in sunshine by the beach. You just can't. And now they've got this fabulous house in Montecito and with nine bathrooms. And I <laughs> asked a friend of ours who we'll call Carly, mm. who um, lives over there, and mm. I said, what's Montecito like? Is it bloody lovely? And this is what she said, right? She said, it is heaven. Mild weather, beautiful, quiet, clean beaches, amazing hotels... Um, you know, one of them is a basic room. It's 2,000 US a night, mm. but you can go and have a drink in the bar. Mm. She just said, it, she just painted this picture of, like, amazing restaurants, and you've got Oprah living there, you've got Gwyneth, Rob Lowe, yeah. Ellen lives there. It's yeah. this amazing, it's one of the most exclusive places to live in the world. Yeah. And this is where they're living now, so of course they're fucking happy, Claire. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also, there's something about it that's really that annoys me too. Is this all this kind of complaining about, you know, how they it, 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 he could see history repeating itself and everything? What he means by that is the fact that they. That, I mean, his mother got chased by the paparazzi and mm. got killed, right? Um, she wasn't really bullied by the by the press. Though. I think she was bullied by the establishment. She was bullied when she by did that. the. When she did the panorama Royals, interview, yes. and you know Nicholas Soames came out afterwards and said, "Well, she's clearly lunatic and insane," yeah. and that but was. But yeah. I mean, that's what it. So he's saying. So he's saying that the he's saying that she's being bullied by the firm, yes. right? And that's that's something that surely you can have some conversations about that at home. Yes. I don't understand why. It has to become we're stepping. I mean, I kind of understood when they said about they're stepping down, and they didn't mean we want to be out of it. They just mean yeah, to be, and and it's all got a bit out of hand. But I wonder if I mean, in a way, it's like be careful what you wish for, isn't it? Mm. You really, you, you they obviously didn't say it in a way that made sense to anyone else. No, and now they're stuck with their with their you know decision that's maybe not what they really wanted in the first place. My friend. Made a very good point. Let's call her Lindsay. Mm. And she said, and this, I was like, oh my God, this is so true. She said, he's married his mother. Not the yeah. young woman, but the woman she was when she died, which mm. was strong but vulnerable. Mm. And then I looked to see how old Megan was when she got married. She was 36. Mm. Diana was 36 when she died. Right. And I just feel like it's all wrapped up in Diana. And I also think that he's never forgiven Charles. No. And why would he? No. And why should he? Yeah. And that there's been this underlying resentment, actual probably hatred yeah. for 20 years, 25 years, and this, and it's all coming out now in terms of that. I and I get it. Oh, I yeah. get it. I get that. But, but I... you know what? Just go leave. Just leave. Go and lead, lead your life. We don't need to keep hearing about it exactly. all the time. And I know that you think you've got something to say, but yeah. you're just making things worse. Making and things people worse. aren't going to feel sorry for you no. when you live in this amazing house. And you're house. still so privileged. And you've always very, been privileged. Yeah. And you're still privileged. And in fact, she hasn't been privileged. Now no. she is. Now she is. And she's complaining about the fact yeah. that she's badly treated. And you've just got to be really careful. I mean, she's been through some hell. And no one can deny that. Yeah. And... It shows the monarchy is in a shit place. Oh, the monarchy. The monarchy's yeah. just been shown up to be so relevant. Yeah, yeah. But, more and um, more. And the racism stuff, you know... It, Horrendous. It's, it, it's no surprise to me that, that the monarchy has racist undertones, you know? No, no surprise at all. No. That they... 
Well, that's what Harry grew up with. That's Harry. That's what I say. But, yeah. he, but Harry can't turn around and, and yeah. sort of become more woke suddenly. I mean, he can. Well, he can. And, and hopefully everyone yeah. does turn around and become woke. But, yeah. you know, like, he can't then say he was shocked by it because yeah. surely he's been part of that. He dressed as a fucking Nazi. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, anyway, I know what you're saying, Claire. Yes. All right. So it's fascinating. Fascinating. Um, and I still don't really know how I feel about it. And probably when you listen to that, you'll see that. Let's talk about eating fat. Okay. So I was reading the story, mm-hmm. and luckily for me, the internet is down in this building that we're mm. in, but I had written some notes on it. Yes, well done, you. it was quite an involved story. Basically, there's a new book out. It's called Hooked, How Processed Food Becomes Addictive. Oh. It's by this man called Michael Moss. <laughs> Pass me the shapes, Claire. <laughs> yeah, we do have some <laughs> snacks. But apparently, so fast food is addicti- as addictive as heroin, right? And that we're actually drawn to eating. So it's but it's like we, by nature, we've been drawn to eat and to have as many calories as we can, mm-hmm. okay? And people who make snack food now know that. And so what they do is they try and put as much fat and sugar in things mm. as possible so that we get addicted to it mm. and we eat more of it. So um, we... The food companies figure, figured out these ways to sort of make us eat on the runs. So they make us hold food that we can eat really quickly. Mm. All of that stuff just triggers something in us, which is an innate... Do you mean like a travelling pie? I'd like a travelling pie. Yeah. <laughs> the, the system of a big travelling pie. Big fan of a travelling pie. <laughs> but um, also, it's really things like we're drawn to calories even if we don't know they're there. So they did this experiment, right, where they put two glasses of water down. One had maldo- maltodextrin in is it. Is that a sugar? Which is a sugar, yeah. but it doesn't add taste. So it only adds the sugar and the bulk, but you can't see it. Right. Um, and... The other one didn't have the other glass of water didn't have any in, but the humans always choose the one with maltodextrin in because our bodies have sensors to detect calories. That is just isn't that mind blowing? blowing? I know. And then that's blown my mind more than Harry and Meghan's bombshells. <laughs> but then there's other things like so chocolate does the same thing as alcohol and cigarettes because it tra- triggers chemicals. Like we sort of knew that. Yeah, we you knew know, that. When you have chocolate, you're yeah, sort of your brain but lights up. Evolutionary evolutionarily, that's hard to say without your teeth in, um, you're drawn to food because you, f- you would starve if you didn't eat yeah. it, right? So you're constantly looking around trying to eat something um, and to get enough. So so chocolate and everything, the chemicals that then stuff that they put in chocolate are, are so that you are drawn to eat them, to eat it. Yeah. It's like blows my tiny peanut brain. If you add fat and sugar, you're less capable of recognising the calories or sweetness, so we're less apt to put the brakes on. So it's like um, there's no... You start to just overeat because Mm. there's nothing in there to say stop. Well, it's definitely, I think, evolutionary. I think I've spoken before. Like, my grandparents on one side, Irish, were, you know, they were very poor. Mm. On the other side, Russian, very poor. Mm. I'm completely convinced that the cells in my body are just like in permanent fear of famine. And so that's why I have to eat all the shapes. That's why you have to have all the potatoes. All the potatoes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I, I think my body is just constant. And that would totally tie into what that report is saying. It's just amazing. The What's the answer, though, Claire? Well, I don't think there is an answer. Oh, it's great. There's an ex- you, you can you know now why you do it. So, so you have I to try and fight it. It must be very it. hard for some people to fight it. And well, others... I think that's why we know that. Yeah. We know that, don't we? That some people find it really hard not to. Yeah. Doesn't really. Didn't actually say in the story how you can stop it. 
So it's basically, you would think though, it would be like you go back to whole foods. Things that don't have added fats. Yeah. So, so apparently a lot of the companies have, I think he says Nestle are pretty good. They took out a lot of sugar and fat yeah. out of things. But that still, there's a lot. Because way even, to go. even even if you think about non-processed food like cheese and dairy, there's only so much of it you can eat. Yeah. So even though it's fat, it, like I mean, I, I can put away quite a lot of cheese to be fair. But <laughs> you know, you, it's not the same kind of gorging that you would yeah. have on manufactured Sugary. fat. Yeah. That's very interesting. It's very interesting. Well, I hope I yeah. explained it properly. Yeah, sort of. If I didn't, <laughs> no, you did very well, Claire. <laughs> Thank well you very done. much. I did write notes this time. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do some culture club. Couch club. You read a book. I did. What was it? Oh, yes. It's not a new book, and mm. I know you don't always love it when I don't do new things. Oh, no, I don't mind. Don't mind? No. Have don't you read mind. this book? No. Called Life After Life. No. By Kate Atkinson. And the reason I read it was because lots of people on my Facebook are in lockdown in the UK and keep asking each other what to read. And this one kept coming up time mm. and time again. So I thought, well, I'll give it a go. Gosh, it's fantastic. Is it? Oh, you'd love She's it. She's great, isn't she? She's a fantastic writer. And so this book is just, it's a bit mind-bending, but it's its the life of one woman, Ursula, um, and at the end of each chapter, she, no, I don't want to spoil anything, but she dies. Right. <laughs> and that. then That's not really a spoiler. But then is she it? wakes up in another life. Oh. And then in that life... She takes hints from the other lives right. about to make that how to make that life better. Oh. It's really, really clever. So it goes get back and forth. But, but sort of starts in 1910, and then it goes to the, um, the Second World War, and then it goes to the 50s. But then you go back to 1910, right. to the night of her birth. So you oh. go to the night of her birth five times. Right. And then you go to her being a six-year-old. It, it, it sounds complex, but it's actually really easy to read. Right. Um, and then you go to her 16th birthday, and something happens on one of the birthdays that is really traumatic. But then in another life, on her 16th birthday, because she has this sort of inbuilt deja vu. Yeah. She makes a different decision, and that changes her life. Right. So she has all these lives living, and then in the end she's able to do something really amazing because of all the little snippets she's picked up from all the lives that are happening. Gosh. So it is quite, it's quite mind-bendy, time-travelly, yeah. um, but it's so cleverly done, and um, she paints such a vivid picture of those of a family in, the, in that period of time and the life of women um and i just absolutely loved it mm. so that's what i read okay there. well i might go and read an old book too then yeah not 2013 it came out oh. so i'm nothing if not up to date you were so um, the curve. and then just very quickly i have been watching derry girls oh yes speaking of which you have that talked ago. about speaking of being on the ball yeah so you obviously discussed this about three years ago yeah yeah um, which I think, and I was put late to the party. Late to the party, um, and there it's is, lovely, isn't it? And they're now filming a third season. Yeah, and also it's it is a little bit pertinent because she, the girl in Derry Girls, is in Bridgerton. She is. So there's that crossover. Yes. Um, but I'm absolutely loving it. It's on Netflix, and it's very funny. It's very, very, very I funny. Started, the first time I started to watch it, I didn't like it at all, and then right. I persevered. I, I've just watched the whole season yeah. in three days. Yeah, it's season hilarious. one. It's very sweet. Growing up in Northern Ireland, the family dynamics are amazing. Yeah. It's hilarious. 
it's awesome. But it also reminds you so much of when you were young as well. So yes. you've got that real sense of kind of great... Teenage years. Yeah, teenage And also it's like 22-minute episodes, which as you, you know... You love is... a short thing. Well, do you know what? These days, I mean, if I'm looking through Netflix, I'm like, how long are the episodes? 52 minutes? No, thank you. Mm. I can't, Claire. No. I can't commit, you have, Claire. You've got commitment issues, don't I you? Have. We did go and see something that was short. <gasps> yes, it was amazing. We went to the Sydney Opera House. Aren't we posh? Because we're very posh. Yeah. To see Caitlin Miranda talk. Thing. Yes. Now it was by Zoom. She wasn't there because, no. of course, COVID. Yes. But so God, it was great. So she was interviewed by Yumi Stein. Yes, who did a good job. She did do a good job. Lots of and nice ladies watching. Lots of ladies watching. Not as many as I wasn't thought. Wasn't it part of all, all, all? Yeah, it was all, all about women, women talk. All women talk. Yeah. So it was on. It was on the Sunday before International Women's Day. Um, and she talked about her book a little bit, but not really. It was mostly about her take on Australian stuff that's happening in Australian politics and, and, mm. and the royal family. And like, it was just very good. It was very, great to sit and listen to someone like her talk about And stuff. intelligent. Yeah, and smart. like embracing of feminism and, and sisterhood, but also embracing of men, because she was saying yeah. a big part of her thing is that feminism isn't just about women, it's about equality. Yeah. So it's quite nice to see that take on things. Yeah, it was good. It was good. We, we had a lovely night out, we Claire, had a lovely we? night out, and she's so fun. Like, she's great. It made me like her again after thinking the book was a bit patchy. The book was a bit patchy, mm. but she was uh, for an hour perfect and also she was vaping she was vaping (laughs) but she used to chain smoke yeah yeah i've said to you haven't i how i really want a cigarette yeah i don't know why i don't know are you still thinking about it now i'm thinking about smoking a cigarette wow don't do it i'm not going to do it don't do it i won't because i'd vomit you would and also it would smell man on the bus behind me smelled like smoke today nasty um, I just I watched I Care a lot the Rosamund Pike thing which is on what is Netflix. It? Oh okay. Um, no, is it on Netflix or is it on Amazon Prime? I think maybe it's Amazon. It's this the movie that she won the Golden Globe for. Is it about she play? plays the woman who um, sort of plays the system in America, so she becomes the carer for people um, when they don't have any family or oh, she, yes. when they're slightly mad. Mm-hmm. So if, if they think they've got dementia or something, she can come in and. She becomes the guardian and then she sells off all their stuff and makes all the, like, steals all their money. Terrible. Um, it's really clever. She's good. I didn't mm. used to really, I never had that much time for Rosamund Pike. Well, but, she was good in um, Gone Girl. Yeah, but like anyone would have been good in that, I reckon. Oh, gosh, okay. Uh, you know, it was just a good role. Did you see her in that funny little show with um, that Irishman? Yeah, I didn't like that show. No, I got a bit bored yeah. of it. Where they were in marriage therapy. Yeah. Um, but this is, um, it was, it's a, I quite liked it. It's um, quite black comedy mm. um, and, you know, when you, you know when they just bring these films out now on the streaming platforms yes. and you have no idea? Well worth it, well worth it. She won Best Actress. Oh, all right, I'll check she's that out. She's very glamorous and she sort of plays she's a sort of beautiful. lesbian character too, so she's sort of got that sort of real powerful power lesbian oh. vibe going on, which I love. Oh, you love, didn't know you loved a power lesbian. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that's a lovely short culture club. It was quite short. Mm. And next week, I'll have a big culture club because, Claire, I'm mm. going to an art exhibition, I'm going to the, watch a band play, and I'm going to the theatre all in the next week. What theatre are you seeing? I'm going to see playing Beatty Bow. Oh. Mm. oh. I'm very excited about. It's like when I went to see an Australian favourite too. It's yeah. like we're going back in time. Yeah. That's nice. I keep going seeing Sam Worthington in his play. Do you oh, would you get tickets? No. Oh, oh, you get me a ticket. Um, anyway, enough of that nonsense. Let's Quite talk. Expensive. Can I just say, 
It's quite expensive going to the theatre. Yeah. 130 bucks a ticket. Mm, that is expensive. Yeah. Maybe go to a different theatre. Well. Right. You know how much is culture though, Lisa? I know, you know, I know. How much got to support the art, support yeah, the arts. Yeah, the arts. Um, let's do some beauty spot, beauty spot, beauty, beauty spot. spot, beauty spot. Um, you gave me something. Well, I did, but I they didn't come from me, they no. came from Shari. Right. But I gave you one of them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a James eye mask, which is the brand, James. Yeah. I had anti-aging and they've got collagen I gave crystal. you the anti-aging yes, one. Very <laughs> collagen crystal and ubiquinone in them. Yeah. What's ubiquinone? Don't know. Don't know. Don't really care. Don't know. Anyway, I put some on. I put them on last night. Mm. Did the thing. Took it off. Amazing. Like, like you could see a visible improvement wow. in my eyes. I'm just staring at you now. They probably don't look good now. Then I did. You have to do them three in a row, apparently. Oh. And then um, after that, you might notice. And then um, I gave one to my husband, and he did it. And he said, "I can really see a difference." Oh, so I highly recommend them. You get okay. five in a packet for six thirty dollars. So there's only six dollars each. That's quite a bargain. Um, I think they're good. James, J-A-M-E-S. Okay. Hmm. All right. They have a whole lot of different ones, I'm yeah, sure. Did I, you I, try any? I haven't tried them yet, mm, but I will. Good. I will, um, Claire. That's it from mine. I tried on. I tried these Ceramine tablets as well. What are they? They're lavender oil, concentrated lavender oh, yeah, oil. You were talking about these. Mm. Did, and then what are they good for? Uh, nervous anxiety and sleep and and um, I slept well last night right which I had don't normally do so they're like little little capsules yeah and you take one a day where'd you get them from chemist over yep. the counter um small side effect <laughs> oh god what burping lavender burping lavender are you kidding me <laughs> no You've which got... is actually quite pleasant what about if you if you broke wind I don't know lavender if you, if you lavender, lavender. But um, let's, I'll do an experiment later and see. That's amazing. That's but you hilarious. Do lavender, That's hilarious. Which is actually, it's like quite That's fragrant. fragrant. <laughs> the Bridgerton or something. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I got How's told your nervous them. anxiety? Well, I'm always nervous and anxious. That's true. It's part of my lovely yeah. menopausal yeah. journey. <laughs> Hashtag journey. Hashtag journey. Stand in your truth. I am. I'm standing in it. <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's really awkward. Oh, well, I thought you wanted to talk about hair care. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think we've, I think I've mentioned this before, so it's, I don't know if I can be bothered, but I bought some of this Aveda shampoo oh, again because yeah. I liked it, but it's, it's $50 a bottle. Too expensive. And it's like, and then if you put it in the bathroom, your husband just uses it. Yeah, don't let him. And then I was like, are you using the Aveda shampoo? And he's like, well, yeah. I'm like, don't use it, it costs $50. And then I feel mean, because why does well, why can't he use it? Oh, your own. But it's called Nutriplenish. Nutriplenish. Mm, it is lovely. And it makes your hair smell nice. And it mm. actually is, you can feel it moisturising your hair as you're washing it, which is it's so unusual. It's a bit unusual. like Kerastase, though, is beautiful, mm. but so exy. Mm. And also that stuff that I'm obsessed, mm. that Christoph Robin. Mm. It's the best stuff I've ever used in my life. In fact, I'm just going to go and buy myself some. Yeah, I think it's worth it. I think I'm just going to I mean, do I think it. that's what they, how they get you, isn't it? Yeah. That's how they get you, Claire. <laughs> they go, well, you know what? We are expensive, but we work. Yeah, but we're um, worth it. But we and we are worth it. Yeah. What's next? Let's do some big questions. Big questions. Did you have a big question? I, oh, I did. I've got a few actually. Mm. Um, what time <laughs> now is too late for dinner? Or a concert to start because and it came up because now you have to book all your restaurants. Yes. And there's two, basically it seems to be two settings, like six or seven or, or sort of eight or, you know, nine or ten. 
And if you miss the early sitting, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not going to dinner at 8.45. I went to dinner at 8.45. Because I'm not night. Spanish, you know. No. And we're going to a gig on Saturday night, and they're doing two sittings of the gig. Ooh. So we're going to the 6.30 gig, oh. which I love, because I can't sit around till 10 o'clock for a gig to start, Claire. You I mean, could have. You could have in the old Back in days. the day, not Even now. last year, probably. So, yeah, what time is too late for you Look, now to go to a gig or go to right. dinner? Well, the thing, when we saw Cat- Catelyn Moran, it yeah. was at six o'clock. That was great. It was we finished at seven. seven. It was amazing. Perfect on a Sunday We night. even went for dinner. And then I was home by nine. Yeah, perfect <laughs> night out. Perfect. Um, and then the weekend before that, I went out for my friend Sarah's birthday. Hello, Sarah. And uh, dinner was at 8.45, and it's just too late. We were eating. I mean, and also no. they fucked up the order as well, so by the time... We got people got to eat, it was yeah. really late, it's not her fault. And obviously, yeah. you know, it was still a lovely evening. I did have food poisoning from something else, and I wasn't very well, but nothing to do with Sounds anything. Great. <laughs> a great night out for everyone, but it was too late. It's too late. People get drunk, and then they don't want to eat, and then the food doesn't, you just don't yeah. know. And it's just but midnight by the time we got home. And then you home. don't sleep properly because yeah, you're, you're digesting. Yes. <laughs> um, early so birds, I like about early, the early not birds. too early. Um, but then also, what, there's also that weird period, isn't there, when you get home from work. So you get home from work at quarter to seven or something, or 6.30, yeah. and your booking's for somewhere else at 8.30. Yeah. What do you do with that time? That well, time is just wasted time. I'm going to bed, so I'm not oh. going out. Oh, you're, going, you're not going yeah. out then, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. So I don't know. I tend to go, well, if I have to go home first, I'm not, I can't leave the you're house You're not going again. out again. Yeah. You know. So that's me done. Yeah. Um... I like an early and like early, early. but I think 6.30 is probably the earliest. I don't for, think I want to do anything earlier than 6.30. For dinner or for gigs? For either. Right. But okay. especially gigs. Yeah. It has to be dark. Does it? Yeah. If you're in a little dank little bar, does it matter? Mm, if you're in a dank bar. Mm. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Who is it? Who's the gig? It's a Melbourne band. Mm. I don't, can't remember what they're called. No. Um, but they're really good. They're, Timmy got onto them somehow, and we listened to bought the CD, mm. listened to it in the car on a road trip, and they're really good. So we're actually going to a gig. Lovely first gig in over a Do year. Let us know how you get. I'll on. let you know. Don't peak too early. No. Um, there's another question, Claire. Yes. Do you want to ask it, or shall I? You can ask it. All right. This came from a Guardian story. Yeah. What's your oldest appliance? Right. So. In the story, what was it that they oh, had? Oh, they had, they had stuff, people had stuff that was 60 years old. Yeah. You know, TVs that still worked. I mean, appliances I didn't even recognise, I didn't know, was it, funny looking irons, all sorts that people <laughs> were still... Irons that you have to heat up in the fire. Yeah, all sorts <laughs> that people were still, still using. Um, and it made me wonder, Claire. Yes. So I think I don't have that many because I moved, moved countries, but definitely I've got all the stuff from the wedding that a lot of it is starting to go. Mm. So that's fifteen years, mm. um, and I have got towels that my mother gave me when I left home at eighteen. That's cute, though. and they're still good. I've got a pillow probably, which I shouldn't have. Ew. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I don't necessarily use it. I just, I just think there's a lot of there. dead matter in that Ooh, pillow. What matter? Don't yeah. matter. What else um, have you got? I've got a Breville Mini Whiz that I think my mum and dad gave me when I moved out of home that I Gosh. use all the time. I've got Gosh. a big Breville Whiz as yeah. well. The little mini one's great for if I want to make pesto. pesto yeah, yeah, some quick little sauce thing or chop up an onion. Wow. And I think I got it when I moved out of home, which would have been 30 years ago. 
Well done, Breville. Mm. Gosh, mm. isn't that fantastic? Yes, yeah, still got If you'd like to tell us about your oldest appliance, yes. you can join us on the PDAs, you can. which is our Facebook, our Facebook group. group. Just tell us. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are some other things, aren't there? People yeah. have all those sort of weird... My nan used to have this amazing washing machine, which you had to... Um, Put a bucket next to that, you know, so it's spanned. Oh, yeah. Put the rubber mat over the top of the washing so yeah. it wouldn't fly about. Yeah. That was great. I'm sure that that would still be going if she was still alive. If she was well, still alive. She's still with us. <laughs> my mum's got things from her wedding that um, I've got my eye on. Oh. She's got like a stainless steel salad bowl. Oh, yeah. Which would be 60 years old now, but it's just, I love it. Funny, yeah. isn't there's lots of things yeah. that you get attached to things. You not, do. So, not so much appliances. No. But things. Things. I'm attached nan to you. Had, yeah. Like a extra extra arm. <laughs> <laughs> my nan had a great um tea set that I always wanted and I didn't get it when oh, she passed away. Who got it? I think my, they just put it in a charity shop. Oh, so that's a shame. I, but you know, I live in Australia, she was in England. Oh. Hard to Well that is the big questions. questions. <laughs> Um, okay, and then the last thing we were going to talk... Oh, we'll do Snack Attack. Go, oh, yes. Go. Um, snack, snack, attack, attack, snack Attack, Snack Attack, Snack Attack. So I brought in some Shapes Mini Bites. Which I've never seen or heard of. And they're tiny, weeny little shapes. Yeah. Hence the name Mini Bites. Do you Flavor? see what they did there? I do. Sour cream and onion, but you can get other flavours, but they didn't have any. They were all sold out everywhere, too, so oh, I think wow. people have gone mental for them. Well, they really are Mini Bites. They're all different shapes. Bites. There's like triangular, hexagonal. And then there's one that's What's a that weird, weird one. It's like a penis. But oh, I'm I think sure it's, it's not a... supposed to be a penis. I think it's a. Is it a chicken drumstick? No. What is it? It's weirdest looking. Is it a milk chicken. bottle? It looks like a little bottle or yeah. a penis. Is it sour cream in a milk bottle? It's sour cream. Oh, yeah. But then there's no onion shaped anything. No. I don't think they're. Re- I don't think the shapes are relevant to, no. the, to the flavor. They're very intense. Mm, see, I quite like that. But I think that when I burp my lavender later, <laughs> the combo is not going to be pretty. <laughs> um, I'm not sure about them. I think, harking back to your process story earlier, mm. I would just eat a packet, feel sick, mm. it would do me no good. I just don't know that there's any point to them. Yes. I don't think that we need... Like, I think Snack Attack is fine because we can just we can say yay or nay to them. Yeah. And let, let, the, let everyone know that it's not like we eat this stuff all the time. We're no, only trying right. it out for... For the, for the good fun. of you all. <laughs> for the fun. Um, you needed beer with them, definitely, or yeah, gin and tonic. I don't think they. I yeah. don't think that I would ever be buying them again. No, if, if maybe if I was at going to a barbecue and there was, kid, you know, someone's house or something, I might mm. buy them as a snack product to put in a bowl. Mm. Then again, I might not. I um, I have something to add that wasn't on the list. Oh yeah, good. Can I add it? Yeah. So what hurts now? What hurts now? now. I was cooking the other day and I had this packet that I was processed food that I was putting into the, you know, um, saucepan. Mm. It's a flavour mix or something. Mm. And I could not read the back of the packet. Oh, I hate that. I couldn't read it. I didn't know where my glasses were. So you know what I had to do? I had to take a photo of the oh, back of the packet enlarge it. and then enlarge it because I couldn't for the life of me read it, Claire. There's so many things, beauty products too, where you can't Beauty read products, them. disastrous. I know. Yeah. I often, I have to shine the torch of my phone onto things. Somehow yeah. the light can help. Right. As well. But yeah, I hear you. But I mean, uh, my eyesight, as we know, Claire. It's 2020, It's 2020. <laughs> so if I'm having problems, what's everyone else doing? Having more problems yeah. than you. Yeah, I literally cannot read anything either, and um, I find that all the time. I yeah. hear you. Thank you. Then again, 
probably just said open packet and put in sauce. No, it was actually how many cups of water to add. Uh, and I'm glad I checked because it was three qu- three quarters of a cup, mm-hmm. and I thought it was one quarter of a cup. So oh, that would have changed would have been, everything. It would have been very flavorful. Very flavorful, Claire. Um, and speaking of recipes, oh, which yes. you weren't, but it's a good link. Yeah. You had a, um, a story that you sent me which made me laugh out loud. Oh, it did. Because it is a common complaint. Yes. So this story was on The Guardian, and I won't be able to read it, will I, or will I? Um, <laughs> let's have a look. I can, you, I can tell you. I can tell you. Tell a, me? a food website fixed blogger recipes because um, called Recipesly. Oh, that's right. So this guy... So you know when you go to... You're looking up a recipe and it'll be like chicken soup and then you click on the link and it's got 55-star ratings and you go, oh, I could try that chicken soup recipe. And then it will say, my grandmother grandmother (laughs) made me this chicken soup on a cold, wet day when I was a child and and I can't smell the aromas of soft carrots without (laughs) thinking of dear old Gladys. And you're just scrolling through, scrolling through. Just give me the fucking recipe. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So this website took all that stuff off yeah. for people, right? Yeah. But then they got a bit of a backlash, and so yeah. they had to put it back. They in had to put it all back Recipe on. creators got the shits because their stories are about why food is so important to them. Actually, the reason is because it keeps people on their websites yes. longer. Yes. So that they make money out of the Absolutely. advertising. Yes. But gosh, they go on, don't they? They do, and it's really irritating. <laughs> it is. So I, I was quite in favour of this man, but I then... feel like you, what you should have, right, is some way of it being both. So if you yes. want to read the story, which a lot of people do, and a lot of people don't mind spending that yes. much time reading something, then you can. And if you don't want to, you can just click somewhere and it goes straight to the recipe yeah. without having to find it. Or, or just go to taste.com. Or cut and paste the recipe onto a Word doc. I do that quite a lot. Keep it somewhere safe. I print it out and put it in my little folder, Claire. I've got so many folders. I know, so many. Oh, I don't know that I ever look at them ever. No, you don't. Because then you just go to Jamie and see what he's doing. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the performance this evening. <laughs> Thank you, you make for joining your way, us. <laughs> you make your way out in an orderly fashion. We will see you on the PDAs, which is our Facebook group. Thank you so much for... There's been a lot of debate on there today. Oh, there is, yes. About um, Megan and Harry. Um, again, it seems to be evenly split between people thinking they're assholes and people thinking that they're everyone else's assholes. So I think it's nice. um, also there's a bit of a generational thing going on. I think the yeah. young the younger people think that you know they're not as annoying as us older people. Mm. Oh, you're classing us as a boomer in this instance, mm-hmm. eh? Hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. I was listening to another podcast today, and they were talking about the fact that boomers think that mm. they're just whinging old yeah. so and so. Anyway, enough about Harry. Yeah, if I hear the words Harry Meghan one more time, I'll stab you in the eye with a pen. <laughs> Alright, we'll see you next week. See you later. Bye bye. bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.